That's a good. I'll start uh, recording. If you just talk for a moment, please. I will talk for more than a moment. Ooh. I will talk for a moment. Is it two minutes or is it three? I think a moment is three minutes, isn't it? Mm, I'm not sure. Hmm. What is the definition of a moment? How long is a moment? 90 seconds. Oh, wow. That's a lot mm -hmm. shorter. Well, mm -hmm. half, I suppose. Um, yeah, I suppose a couple is two, isn't it? A few is three. Yes, a couple is two. A moment is 90 seconds, all right. Mm-hmm. Sure. We can define all of these very short <laughs> periods of time with random words rather than just saying two minutes. What is time? The only clock I go by is the doomsday clock. Just waiting for it to uh, <laughs> tick to midnight and just end it all. But there you go. Hey. <laughs> what a lovely place to start <laughs> us for our episode. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about beer and video games. It's episode 357. I think that's what I just typed. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Hi, Ben. Hey. Hi. Um, it's it's our first episode, not in a January, so mm -hmm. I think that calls for a celebration, Lucy. <laughs> that calls for beers. Yes, it does. Yeah, I, I want to know what big boy you've got. What what forty one degrees uh, degrees. Uh, <laughs> wish it was 41. Mm, no, maybe not. War. Maybe during war. the day, but not at night. Yeah, yeah a bit, bit hot. Last year, yeah. You think about lying down in bed at 41 <laughs> degrees, like... Uh, <laughs> with aircon, alright, but not in this country. Um, yes, 41%, I meant to say. Like that um, Brewdog beer that they brewed that was 41 or something. I will disappoint you, it's not 41%. Um, but 31? I am... No, no, come down, come down, come down, come 11? down, come down. Not even 11, it's 8. It's 8%, okay, Lucy. Okay, we can um, go for that, that's fine. I got a can of putty. Yes, from you Verdant. Mm. Um, putty, 8% dipper, Azaka, Galaxy, Mosaic. That's all it gives me. Cool. Um, yes, I had it on tap a few weeks ago and it's very nice. Yep. Um, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's indistinguishable from uh, previous years. It's just that I can't tell the difference. Um, <laughs> it's hard to remember a year ago. <laughs> very much is. Can't remember. Hard to remember ago. this morning. Yep. Yep. Especially uh, depending on how many beers you've had. Hard to remember Absolutely. the last hour. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what already, are you drinking, Lucy? I already cracked mine because I had it with uh, okay. dinner, which I've just nice. finished just now. So why not? Um, it's a Burning Sky uh, beer because I haven't had them in Ooh, ages. Yeah, yeah. And they're like kind of really highly regarded, aren't they? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I just haven't. I don't know why. Where I was just never pick them up or just pass by them but um uh spoilers um that's stupid on my part because uh, this is a very nice beer but um this <laughs> is indecision time aims whatever mm -hmm. that means um it is a 5.6 percent is it a pale just a pale ale yeah um 440 mil can 
it's got oh here we go there's some flavor text on the back um indecision time is a modern pale ale that changes from brew to brew to highlight individual new world hops nice. this time the quadruple hit of amarillo idaho seven mosaic and simcoe uh, okay yeah those are the four hops malted wheat oat malt malted barley Suitable for vegans. Yeah, 5.6% pale ale. Nice. Uh, as you've cracked it and you're drinking it, how is it? It's really good. Um, it's got a... It's more bitter than I expected. Um, maybe, maybe I mean, with four hops in it. Maybe mm. I should have expected it to be bitter, but... <laughs> yeah, it's got a nice... It's definitely piney. It's definitely... It's got, Yeah, it's got a nice bitterness. I know we always harken back to, like, it's got a like grapefruit it's got that kind of bitterness mm. where it's still kind of fruity at the same time but yeah it's got a nice bit of body to it as well so medium bodied I mean, mm. look at the head on that i mean i poured this probably about half an hour ago and it's still got like this very fluffy pillowy uh head to it and it's mm. really nice lacing on the glass it's a really good looking beer um yeah, smells it smells a bit peachy. Um, probably okay. a bit stone fruity. Maybe a bit of lychee in there as well. But yeah, just just a really, really solid beer. Um, mm-hmm. Really well balanced with the um, getting that fruit, those stone fruits in there, um, and yeah, with a nice bit of bitterness um, and pine. Just really mm. good, like nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up more Burning Sky in the future. I don't, I don't mm. know why I've just neglected them. Yeah, I don't see them a huge amount over mm. here. I know I went into to bottles and books as well. I got a can of putty um, during the week because I was over that way for a meeting. And I thought, oh, while I'm here, I could. I said I was gonna treat myself to some to some beers. I don't generally. Um, see a lot of um, I didn't notice Burning Sky in there but they have historically had them in quite a lot so I think I'm going to have to try and find an excuse next week to get over there mm-hmm. again and see if there's anything I can find because yeah. uh, we were talking about the kind of um, and we talked about it a little bit last year as well about the kind of the year of beer you know uh, um, with the, the, the book we both read last year, um, mm-hmm. kind of charting through the different kinds of styles and things. And um, we were, again, uh, during January, sort of saying, well, should we start with table beer, some lighter stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the saisons will start to come in and the pails and things. And it's just sort of like, ah, just just go to beer. Just go to good beers. It doesn't really matter, does it, what kind no. of beer it is. Just no. just needs to be good. That's it. Yeah, this is, this, this is timeless. Um, mm. Yeah, it's... There's just something very subtle about it, like, well, or maybe not subtle, just not in your face. I mean, it's it's not like a in your face like fruit bomb. I mean, at five point six percent. I mean, it, it's 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 in fact saying that it's probably like getting the same amount of flavour across as like a double IPA that you'd expect okay. something like putty. Um, mm. It, but it's just doing it in a way where it's just like, yeah, here you go. No frills. It's just an excellent beer, but nice. Tons and packed with tons and tons of flavour. I mean, four hops. 
you know, mm. especially VTOPs like Mosaic, Amaria, Ido Seven. Like, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of uh, flavor in that. But yeah, it's just it's just a really good beer. I very much enjoyed good. this. Good. Oh. Um, I do like uh, um, Burning Sky for their saisons. I say it's not the season mm-hmm. saisons, but Burning Sky do do some very good saisons. I think they've, they've one of the uh, kind of only breweries with an Earthship as well, aren't they? I think. Oh, are they? Um, okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because um, I, I think I did see a saison from them in the shop, but I was like, mm, I feel, mm. I feel like a feel the cheaper beer. I think it was the cheaper <laughs> of the two. So. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> has to be done sometimes yeah. Um, yeah this this party was a, a little bit hefty uh, um, for maybe what it is I don't know yet mm-hmm. uh, but lovely nose I've missed a nose like that yeah um, big it's, it's, juicy it's, fruity it's definitely one of those yeah maybe that. not a touch of sort of sourness to it but mm. almost kind of edging on a, a um, like a really ripe kind of mango uh, uh, um, okay. Yeah. Maybe a bit more melony, maybe a bit sweeter uh, than mango, but very nice nose. Obviously, it's just thick as fuck in the, um, <laughs> you know, just a solid block of color. Yeah. Like there's no light getting through that. Um, no. Heads dissipated very nicely, as well. Um, but it's good looking. It's good looking beer. It is. It's got a bit of body to it. Mm-hmm. Not much. Not as much as maybe the the block of color suggests. Yeah. Maybe it gives a little bit more, or he's a little less viscous than I think I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, when I drank it, the thing that I noticed is that it was very easy. It's like mm. you could put away two pints of that easily and just, you don't feel that heaviness or that viscosity quite easy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And flavour-wise, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit of uh, like lychee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Slightly different to the nose, but only a touch, and it has that kind of, as you get with lots of modern dippers, little bit of earthiness to it as well. Yes, kind yeah. of trying to draw through maybe the sweeter sort of fruits, the juicier notes, into a little light bitter finish mm-hmm. as well. And it, it's interesting that there's almost two bitternesses kind of going on. I've got one sort of at the back of my mouth. And then one like right here, right at the front. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's the sort of two flavours trying to do different things or whether it's that transition between going, we're just going to give you a, a, a very big experience on all of your, you know, flavour receptacles everywhere in your mouth. But... <laughs> all your orifices. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That'd be an interesting tent at uh, the beer festivals <laughs> next year. The orifice experience yeah, beer I mean, in all your orifices you know, tent. We're only five years away from that. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But this is yeah, it's nice. I can see it, and I'll come back to it. I'll see it at the end of the episode to give some more thoughts if there are any. Mm-hmm. With that kind of very like high sweetness. Going into you know maybe a little bit of mango, some of that some of that lychee flavour into that kind of more earthy note, I can see it maybe becoming a little bit um, what's the word I'm looking for like a little bit too much as I kind of get through it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Maybe a little bit kind of cloying. Maybe just a little too sweet. Um, 
I'm not quite again I can't remember what we said about the beer last year we all drank it um, it's a previous episode uh, I think we had Tom from We Are Beer on when we um, all had it um, I think yeah. um, I kind of expected I don't know what I expected from it this year really uh, um, colour wise and, and smell wise looks like it should be kind of a bit chewy um, a bit more viscous as I say so it's nice that it's a little lighter mm-hmm. um but I also kind of want it to be a little bit more chewing, a little bit more viscous. Um, so we'll see how it goes yeah. towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Mm, but very nice to start. Perfect. Let's talk about some games, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? If anything at all. Ben, I've been, I've been doing a lot of tinkering with tech, which is my oh, favourite thing okay. to do. But, okay. Um, I'll get to that in a second because I, um, I think the last time we spoke, um, we talked about Iron Lung, um, mm-hmm. the very short horror game. Um, and I, I, on that part, I was at the time probably about halfway through and a bit indifferent about it. Um, mm. I, I think I've one eighty'd on that, and it's like, okay. uh, it, it's a slow burn. I mean, as slow as you can be for a game that's like an hour, <laughs> but um, yep. it, it's very measured in its approach um, of how slow it builds up. But um, you know, getting over the the second half and then going into like the the well, you can tell it's the end of the game because like your underwater ship through this blood ocean is literally. You know, the, the, the bolts are coming away from the seams, and it's like, right. I'm going to die here. And it's like, even knowing <laughs> that, it still just, it, it still keeps that suspense. The atmosphere is great. Um, mm. And it did get me at the end, which is, um, okay. which nice. is, which is pretty good. So yeah, I, I, I completely, not rescind, but um, probably should have played it all before. Uh, giving my final thoughts um, to it, but yeah, very good horror game. Really enjoyed it. Um, nice, nice. Um, just for people who mm-hmm. didn't catch last week's episode, uh, just give a brief thirty seconds of kind of style, um, yeah. and that sort of. It's thing. a first-person horror game, but it's not um, say your traditional, like say um, Outlast or Amnesia kind of game, because it's you're very much confined to this very small space you're basically a convict in the semi far distant future and all humanity's gone there and you know people are mining resources on all these different planets there's this planet Mm. which has a blood ocean and you're there to (laughs) discover what Mm. is there in the blood ocean for what purpose you don't know Basically, you're a convict. <laughs> if you take pictures of whatever's in this blood ocean, you're, you know, you're, you're, um, uh, you're, what's it called? Your sentence will be, you know, rescinded, forgotten about. You'll be exonerated. Mm-hmm. You'll be free. But you soon realise that you're in this basically it's a very small ship that's called an iron lung. Um, very, very appropriate. Um, and things. <laughs> You know you're not going to survive, but it's like, <laughs> what kind of fate awaits you? Is your mm. ship just going to, you know, explode and you basically die from, I don't know, air pressure drowning or whatever? Or is it going to be some really creepy monster that's in the blood ocean that you're taking a picture of? Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's about navigating these, this this blood ocean 
through this, mm. um, you know, these underground, basically caverns, um, and just taking a picture of whatever's down there. So yeah, that's it's that. That's the long and short of it, and it's um, cool. cool. Yeah, about an hour. Very good. It's, oh I nice. I think it's like under sure. five five pounds or something like that. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. Is that on Steam? Yes. It is on Steam. And I played it on my main computer. I think uh, you ooh, could probably play your, your it on main Steam computer. Which is basically my Steam Deck, I should just say that. <laughs> my main <laughs> computer now is my Steam Deck. Um uh, yeah, it's four seventy nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I picked it up on sale maybe. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably about three quid or something I picked up for. Yeah. Um, nice. money well spent. Um played anything else I, I started season okay i want to give that some more time because that mm. is also a slow burn it is i have some thoughts about season okay um, i'm going to talk about them in a little bit because the only only thing i have uh, actually played this week so okay so that's good we'll, we'll get to that um mm. hi-fi rush um oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i'm just working my way through that it's it's the kind of game i like where it's just like chapter by chapter um, well, the chapters are quite long, like sometimes like an hour per chapter. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm slowly getting through that because I'm really enjoying it. So it's like one of those where it's like I don't want to just gorge on it all in, you know, mm. a week or something. It's it's just a very nice treat now and then. Um, that's the game from it's Tango, isn't it? Tango Game Works. Tango. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that they shadow dropped recently it's it's dumb fun it's good <laughs> you know it's just i'm not good at rhythm games um but you don't have to be for this it, basically the conceit of the game is it's a it's sort of a action game you know character action game in the vein of like devil may cry or bayonetta mm-hmm. um but every action and thing that goes on in the world is all set to this kind of like consistent in-game metronome where mm. everything is done to the beat um some really good music good original music some good licensed music um and yeah it's just about this weird anime boy just being a bit of a dingbat a bit of a himbo <laughs> a bit, and just uh, messing up this corporation um, because he basically Fair. he got some kind of surgery done and his iPod nano fused to his chest and now he's some you know some ah. metronome king in this world and he's just yeah one of those it's yep. very strange it's, tiny little tiny little nano just yeah. embedded on yeah. it yeah which I mean I'd like only that. 12 songs on it <laughs> yeah. yes. 512 megabytes yeah, but it's like just a throwback to how games used to be and when they mm. were good, where it's like not everything <laughs> has to be huge open world, because I thought it was open world at first, because it, it very much reminded me of like Sunset Overdrive. Or yeah, like, I've heard that a lot, mm-hmm. that it's got the same sort of tones as Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, and I absolutely adored that game. Um, uh, Insomniac, yeah, that's why I knew Spider-Man was going to be good. It's like they made Sunset Overdrive, so <laughs> they know what they're doing. Um, mm. Yeah, and a bit of um, it, it. It reminds me of what Recall should have been. <laughs> okay. Um, Recall was, 
you could tell the development on that was just <sighs> something went wrong and it came out and it was like this is a solid six out of ten maybe even drop it down to a five it could have been something like an eight or something like mm. that if it had a bit more time things didn't go wrong this just seems like a storm in a teacup sadly it seems like something that won't happen going forward which is a shame and it's like here's the blueprint and here here's how it could go and here i mean i think everybody loves the game who's played it it's mm. like here's how things could go but they just they simply won't because i just think i mean game development's hard everything's different every team's different every scenario's different i just think this is an example of it everything going right and i think that's hard to capture or even replicate which is mm-hmm. which is a shame but it's just, it it feels like a you know a very nice moment in time where everything just aligned um so yeah, it's it's nice. it's really good. Um, I'm gonna keep plugging away at it. Uh, I'm really enjoying it at, at the minute. So, so yeah, it's, it's just a nice surprise, nice surprise, and it's and it's good solid gameplay. It looks fantastic. It runs incredibly well. The gameplay is fun. It's laugh out loud funny at times. Mm. It's just it's really good. So, yeah, definitely nice. recommend it. Good, good. It's interesting again that. Hyper Rush is getting a lot of really good kind of buzz, as Pentiment mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and we've had this conversation about kind of how potentially mm. Game Pass has allowed Microsoft Studios to branch out a little bit and to play and experiment and have these smaller titles come mm-hmm. out rather than having to hit. You know, Tango GameWorks probably making another Evil within game or, or whatever they're kind of working on be, next I, I don't think that'll happen <laughs> those games did not sell well so. they did not, no um, but they generally make kind of bigger budget experiences, longer, bigger experiences and Hi-Fi Rush looks to be as Pentiment did that level of quality but a slightly smaller product yeah. Um, I can't. I think I just had a look at High Fro Rush on um, Steam. It's only like twenty five quid or something like that. Um, Jeez, so twenty six ninety nine is. Wow. Uh, um, okay. So coming in at a much lower price point than plenty of other kind of first party games, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, all of those kinds of higher budget things. So it would suggest maybe it is a not a side project necessarily, but just as like a secondary project to whatever the main Possibly. team may be kind of working I mean, on. I mean, they, as... they put out Ghostwire Tokyo last year. So oh, yes. Maybe... That... Was that Tango Gameworks as well? Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. it was. Jesus. Um, what else are they making? Redfall. That's the other thing they're making. That's um... that's, um... that's Arcane, oh, no, that though. Them? That is Arcane. Yeah, Arcane yes, you're yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, it's just... Oh. It's like... I mean, when you look at the game, it's it's like you could tell me that the budget of this was the same as I don't know, The Last of Us or something mm. like that. How good it looks, and I, I think it's the approach to design, which is just like you know having a core, you know, mechanic and conceit, and it's like okay, stick to that. 
don't need a thousand collectibles, don't need a thousand different RPG skill trees and stuff like that. It, it looks like something that has a very consistent and concise vision and just executed flawlessly on that because mm-hmm. there's no there's no sense of like over scoping with this. It, it, and I think this is what games should be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why do we need everything in a game? Why do we need yep. the kitchen sink as well? We don't. This is... I don't know. Oh, it just makes me despair thinking about <laughs> it. It's just like... Mm, mm. Um, what yeah. else was... Um, who's the, who made Pentiment? Uh, Obsidian. Obsidian, who made like Pairs yeah. of Eternity and that kind of stuff, they made Grounded as well. Yes, yes. So those like those two games were kind of being produced sort of side by side, mm-hmm. I suppose. And and maybe Hi-Fi Rush was uh, you would imagine it was being developed at the same time as Ghostwire Tokyo because Ghostwire only came out last year, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have just seen that um, they also made a game called Ghostwire Tokyo Prelude. The Corrupted Case File, which also came out last year, which is, is. Uh, like, it, it's a prelude to the story of Ghostwire Tokyo. Not that yeah. I know what that story is, but it's a little visual novel game. It's free oh. on Steam. Nice. I might just have a little yeah, play. Yeah, that might be that. better than the actual game. Exactly. Who knows? Let's, um, have a, let's have a little look. It's nice that they have the time, or mm-hmm. at least the... Uh, 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 they're allowed to kind of express and be able to do these smaller yeah. uh, experiences. So there is definitely some benefit to coming under the Microsoft banner, although these games would have been in development before they came under the Microsoft banner, probably. At least Ghostwire Tokyo uh, was. So yes. I think that their visual novel-esque type game potentially yeah. was as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Obsidian, what okay. was being produced before the takeover I think Grounded was I think Pentiment was under Xbox uh, Mm. umbrella but yeah I mean that's the hope I mean because you know I mean the writing's on the wall for most of um, Xbox's big flashy first party games I mean stuff like Perfect Dark Fable Mm. that one Rare were making with the animals or whatever Oh, yeah, yeah. Hellblade 2. It's like they all go silent, and it's like. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd love it to, if there was a space where Microsoft could just be the. We're just going to publish mid tier games, and yeah. that's it. It may not attract all the people in the world and sell like 16 million copies each, but. I wish that could just be the foundation of like Game Pass that could make that not like you know keep microsoft afloat because that's ridiculous like they're huge sure but just like just be the impetus for their gaming division whereas like sony and you know their gaming division is the biggest thing they have and it's like Mm. okay we need these games to hit but it's just it'd just be nice it's like okay yeah nintendo do all that you know their friendly kid stuffy games microsoft you do the mid-tier games sony just do this third person action that's your thing just do that a thousand times or whatever you know what I mean it's just like why can't they all just have their niche (laughs) well I mean absolutely but also being allowed to kind of have those games that that, that branch out whether they are Mm. like you know even much smaller experiences than something like Pentiment or Hi-Fi Rush which aren't Mm -hmm. say mid-tier but are 
those crazy little experiments to be able to play with. Mm. Or they go, cool, our next really big game is going to be like Wolfenstein 3. Not in the vein of um, the one with the twins in, whatever that was called. Um, but back with BJ and like proper Wolfenstein 3. But the, the, similar to the, you know, as part of a continuation of that rebooted mm-hmm. sort of series. And they go, this is this is our big like $70 game. Um, because you are getting that quality, you're getting that feel of gameplay that you want. Uh, I mean, it's a bigger experience, and all of those sorts yeah. of things, with no added bullshit or you know anything else kind yeah. of put into it. Just as a yeah. product that they can go, cool, here it is, bam. Yeah. And then like yeah. one of those a year, great, do that with then like five, four mid-tier kind of games that come out, and then maybe again five or four much smaller, almost indie level kind of experiences a little five hour experiences yeah um it's just yeah that would that would be perfect and and microsoft themselves can go we are the whole we are the gaming you know uh, experience we we, we can cover it all for you if you really want to um you never need to go anywhere else that could be the you know the thing that keeps people to game pass if they have that level of game that is being churned out yeah it's just it's just sad how we I agree with everything you say, but it's just sad how we, you know, view like the size of the games equals the budget and stuff yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, not us personally, but other people. And it's like, like Pentiment, like the amount of different uh, narrative threads. It's just thinking mm. this must have been like a thousand page, you know, document that somebody just wrote of all the, you know, story threads and how all these interconnected things are happening and like hi-fi rush like the just looking at the production values in, ter- in terms of like the the art style and the animation and stuff like that it's like that that you know it belies the smaller budget it's like why does why why does the game have to cost like a gazillion pounds just to be like the tent pole thing? Why can't Pentiment sure. be the tent pole thing? You Absolutely. know, what I, mean? it's just, I think it's interesting if you take it to a um, almost like a price per hour or per day of development, right? Uh, actually, are they on a are they on a par with them? But because they're a smaller experience that isn't quite as intricate, mm. it's just produced a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let say, for instance, that the new Wolfenstein game has taken four years to develop, mm-hmm. but they're running at a development cost of like £1,000 a day or something. doesn't mean that you can't do a short game that comes out in a year, which is still at that £1,000 a day yeah. kind of yeah. budget, uh, um, you know, that runs in the same sort of thing. You know, you've still got a team of five artists, five programmers, 20 support staff and all these other people and i suppose it it makes sense in a financial model to be able to go cool we're hitting out a product every x amount of time to be able to keep that revenue and keep that cash cash flow churning not that microsoft Mm -hmm. need to really worry about that but rather than then going cool it's all free on game pass don't worry about it like which they seem to have now pinned themselves to so (laughs) it might be that they're not really thinking about games in that sort of sense of going, well, we know that the quality is going to be there because we've got the team. Sure, it's a five-hour experience. It's taken you 
six months to make because you mm-hmm. have that size of team and that quality of what you need to to be able to sort of do this. Um, but unless either of us start working, I think for Microsoft, which is highly unlikely. Oh, just um, wait, just wait till I get in there. I'll be like that Halo, scrap it. That you know, I like Fable, but scrap it. Um, <laughs> Perfect Dark. No one's going to remember that in the year twenty twenty three. Scrap absolutely. it. You know what I absolutely. mean? Just make point and clicks and Metroidvanias. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be all right. Change it, change it all completely. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Shall I? Shall I talk about my tech tinkering? Which one? Yes, on? please. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Well, Sir Ben. Um, even though the customs fee absolutely scarred me, um, it was worth it to Ooh. to get my analog pocket. <gasps> Ooh, there's my reflection. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very shiny screen. Um. Which I ordered more than a year ago. I think it was twenty twenty one at this point. Okay. So it's been it's been a long time coming, and I, I sort of just like oh, I forgot about it and stuff like that. And I think people got theirs, and then it sort of came back into the news for well news for nerds <laughs> so, so I came back into like the zeitgeist because it's like oh can load uh, open FPGA mm. on this thing which for anyone who doesn't know uh, short, short pitch is that basically you can load all these cores for like different consoles onto it and then just drag and drop ROMs and then just, just play it everything's done um, and uh I was always considering, should I get a mister? Should I get a mister to, you know, play all these old games? And it's like, I didn't go down that route, which is fortunate. Mm. Because, um, basically, this just does the same thing, but it's in in my hand, you know? Um, obviously, you can play off cartridges. I mean, we're not going to get sued because... Nobody listens. You um, own all of the games, of course. I, I own all of the games, like mm. um Just just Tetris. downloaded them as ROMs for ease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I own all these games. Mm. Um generally though, I, I do own some of these games and I'm very annoyed because I had I have Game Boy and you know, Game Boy Colour and stuff cartridges. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where they are. I know exactly what case they're in. I just don't know where they're somewhere in this room. But if I go searching for them, that's opening up a can of worms because it's just like, okay, I have six tubs of just wires for no reason. <laughs> You're just weeping. You can't open your door yes. anymore. You're just weeping at your door. Just yes. I'm stuck here forever now. Yes, and it's like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. So yes, mm. for ease. Get the ROMs of the games that I already legally own. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny because uh, in the Nintendo Direct yesterday they announced, oh, Game Boy, what is it? Just Game Boy, and it must be Game Boy Color as well. And Game Boy Advance games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online or whatever. It's like cool. <laughs> I've got them all here. Uh, the, yeah, the day I loaded um, all those uh, all those cores onto the analog pocket was the day they announced that. So, so yeah, I can just you know load up Super Mario Bros. Three and just play that like 
whenever I want. Which could have could have always done, but it's just like sure. not the same unless it's just uh, very easy easy access, which mm-hmm. this is. Um, no, I don't want to play Flintstones. Um, <laughs> so, now, you're, uh, now you're set. You got yeah. the Steam Deck. You yeah, got the analog pocket. To... You've got the play date. You're, you're done. I, you don't even need to I'm leave done. your chair. I, I, I'm done until the next new thing comes along and I inevitably buy it for no reason. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't see it. But anyway, Amazing. Super Mario Bros. 3. So, so yeah, I'm just going to probably spend the next week just loading a ton of games onto it and never playing them. So, um, <laughs> Brilliant. Because that's what Lucy does. She tinkers and then she doesn't even play uh, the game. So. I um when I had a DS mm-hmm. I had I think it was called a 4DS or a D4S or something like that essentially oh. a cart which had a micro SD in it that you could just you know stick ROMs on and stuff and one of the amazing things about that was that I got to experience all of these games that were kind of asian markets mm-hmm. only uh, things like Elite Beat Agents and, and, and stuff like that, which didn't see releases over here. And I suppose that the 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 the, um, the analog kind of opens you up to that as well, to potential of all of these games you've just never I mean, not heard of, but at least kind of yeah. had the opportunity to play as well. Yeah. I mean, there's so much license crap on like G- GBA, and it's mm. like, do I want to play that? No. But will it be fun just to drag and drop? I don't know. Um, give me a a very average, um, probably Disney-based film from the 2000s. Uh, finding uh, Nemo. Yeah, Finding Nemo. Yeah, mm. Finding Nemo. <laughs> Got to be a Finding Nemo game. Oh, okay. Nintendo DS. Or, or like Cars or, just... or something like that. Just There's probably about 60 Cars games. I'm like... I've just typed in... None yep. of them are racing games. <laughs> There's Finding Nemo Escape to the Big Blue. If I just wanted to see what that is, I can. You can. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> or Finding Nemo The Continuing Adventures. Two games <laughs> in one. Finding Nemo and The Incredibles. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Disney Pixar. Finding Nemo. There's Finding Nemo and there's Disney Pixar Finding Nemo. Mm, there's the license and then there's the unlicensed <laughs> license. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. If I ever want to play that, I can. <laughs> and just Good. Drag and drop. Within seconds, Ben. Yep. Within seconds. Yep. So, is, so I'm is, happy. Are you going to a reputable uh, um, analog mm. pocket kind of affiliated site for these? Oh, ROMs? um. No, ROMs you can find anywhere. <laughs> just look mm-hmm. on Reddit okay. and just say, where am I not going to get a virus? And there are many places so yes. where you won't get a virus. So, um, Yeah. Um, but uh, the the actual thing to load onto um, the OpenFPGA uh, um, thing is... Oh, gosh. You can also find that. That's on some forum elsewhere as well. But it's like... Mm-hmm. The dude or the dudette, they just, like, here you go, just put that on the SD card, and they even put, like, the the the, um, the updater file, which is just, like, when you want to update your analog pocket when you first get it. That was even on there, so it's like, mm. 
it's just so easy now because you used to be apparently you used to have to like load every core individually mm-hmm. like drag and drop many folders onto it but now it's just like automated you just run the um executable and it's done and it's just like two minutes fabulous nice i i i, I love this i remember when because analog obviously can't be like you know, they have to say, you have to own the cartridges, you know, yes, to run cartridges and stuff like that. You have to own the copies and stuff like that. <laughs> but if per se someone, <laughs> you know, got this running on uh, the analogue pocket, then we, we, what can we do? So the minute that they, they literally just cut that ribbon, someone just raced right through, and it was like there the next day, and it was like, thank you. I love the internet. I love nerds. Um, yep. This is good for preservation, if anything, so... Mm. Um, so, yeah. And it make, it just makes this... this I, I can't even remember how much it was. Let's say £300 piece of plastic just exponentially more valuable to me, so yeah. Absolutely. So. And it, 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 it... I love that there must be some kind of limitation on the form factor that it's allowed or some mm. patents that Nintendo kind of have out there, which must have expired, I suppose, for them to be able to have the form factor that they do. It's very ergonomic. Again, the original and even the... Uh, what was it? Was it uh, what was the smaller Game Boy called? I don't know. Game... Baby, um, <laughs> baby. I don't yeah, know what it's, it's called. Much the same, same yeah. layout yeah. stuff like that. So. Just a obvi- obviously a little bit of a better screen. Um, yes, yeah, so a much better the, screen. Yes. Really yeah. nice screen. Um, yeah. So. Happy days. Nice, nice, good. Um, should we move on to uh, season? Yeah. Then? Um, I will. Well, I'll delve into it a little bit and try not to give too much away um, if you are still to sort of play it over the next week or, or so, Lucy. Yeah, I, um, I've, I've started it. I've got it mm-hmm. probably hour and a half in or something like that. Yeah. Um, season. What's it for its full title? A Letter uh, to the Future? Yes, yeah, Season, A Letter to the Future. Um, it is a... Very, very pleasant game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite a walking sim. Um, it asks a little more of you than that. But it's similar in its kind of, I suppose, aesthetic, as well as what it's asking you to do with something like Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to Alba, mm-hmm. I think, which was again titled yes, Alba, a yeah, wildlife yeah. adventure, something like that. Uh, um, more so in terms of its kind of gameplay, taking photos, making notes, and those kinds of things. But you are, and again, I don't think you ever know the name of the character. I don't think the name yeah. is spoken at the start of the the game. At least I don't know what the name is uh, yeah. um, of this character. This girl who is kind of sent on her way in this mm-hmm. fantasy world to. Shall we call her Lucy? She's got we'll short hair. Right. Ah, black there we she go. Wears glasses. There she we does. Go. Yes, she do. they need to be sort of uh, circular slightly, but that's that's good. That's, you've got your cosplay halfway there. You uh, just need massive, <laughs> massive trousers now. Yeah, and a sweater and a, thrown over your shoulders. And a bike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the will she, to actually go outside. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. That's a big part of this game. Um, she's kind of sent out to 
chart the world or the known world before the turning of the season. And um, there's a lot to read in this, in kind of what's presented in what seasons are, what happens to people when a season sort of turns over, the world as it progresses, uh, um, and the idea that there's almost this kind of like reset button. Mm-hmm. Um, so you very quickly find out that in the last season, it was full of like a war, essentially. The season before that, I think they're called the golden season, like a golden age of, of mm-hmm. people traveling and art and all of those kinds of things and, and, and invention and that sort of stuff. And how between these seasons, people are... Uh, um, not almost not quite reset but that that things change and mm-hmm. as there is there going to be another kind of change you're sent out to to chart what's going on and it allows you to just explore this kind of semi open area um of of different spaces through different levels mm-hmm. um and it's both good and bad in how it kind of delivers on that. Um, I found that the movement, especially in the beginning through the town, again, is very easy, very natural. Um, You've got a camera, you've got a sound um, kind of microphone and recorder, um, and you can just do those at your leisure. Take photos as you want um, and take sounds as you want. You can then chart them in your book and fill up different pages kind of in your book as you go through. You get a bike as you leave the town to then traverse around and the bike feels great when you're rolling down a hill or you're going across the countryside the bike feels really smooth and really nice to ride Um, there's some parts where the path narrows and gets a little more difficult that the turning circle on the bike is quite wide as it would be on a bike to be fair Um, Mm. but there's a few little snags that I hear and I'm like it would have been so easy for me to have just coasted through that little bit of yes there's some rocks there but actually if you'd have just made them sort of a little bit transparent I could have just coasted through that little bit there's a little bit of inflexibility in Mm -hmm. sort of the pathing I think on on some of the sections not all of it at all but just a few little snags Um, and that's a bit of a shame when the game wants you to explore when it's opened yeah. up and it's like, what's over here? Uh, what's just behind these kinds of, this area? You're, you're already in this little area. There's there's tents, there's tables, there's different things going on. Have a look, take some photos. Oh, what's that kind of just behind here? And it, it invites you to sort of yeah. explore the spaces and stuff. And I think it needs to do that a little bit better when you're on the bike as well. Right. I think that is almost my only criticism of it. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed very much the the writing. Um, it's a very short mm-hmm. game. It's only maybe five or six hours. Oh, long. really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I thought it was longer than um, that. No, I did as well. So when mm-hmm. I went into this, I thought it was... And it had been um, promoted by PlayStation mm-hmm. on one of their kind of state of play uh, um, videos at some point. And I thought, oh, this is going to be like a keener kind of level of experience but it's a much smaller experience yeah. than that um, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. We've no that's been music to my ears to be honest um, yeah. and I, I, I think that if I'd have been asked to go around on the bike um, much more I would have started yeah. to have got frustrated rather than been sort of like ah oh, it's a bit of a pain 
I'd have started to get annoyed at what it was yeah. kind of asking me to do if it had gone a bit more finickety than it kind of was. That's um, fair. Mm. I, th- I think I think where I'm a, again, I'm very early on. Even if it's like only six hours, I'm an hour and a half in, so very much mm-hmm. still early game at that point. But I think I'm glad it's short because I'm not someone who goes into games like and you know plays around with like photography mode mm-hmm. or anything like that it's like i don't particular maybe i am the, the the gamer i was slating when we were talking earlier but i need like some kind of objective mm-hmm. to go and you know go to areas and unless the games are really good and it's just like something like i don't know breath of the wild it's like what's that on the horizon sure um i think where i a, a bit with this it's like oh, okay I kind of seen like the landmarks that it's like you want mm-hmm. me to go over there um, and and you know take a picture or record the sounds and stuff like that. But even this early on, it's not a chore, but it's like I just need a little bit more to give me more mm. impetus to to really enjoy it. It's yep. like I'll do it because that's what the game is pushing me towards and it's designed towards. I just wish at this moment in time there's a bit more you know a bit more reward like the as you say the writing's really good but it's like it's talking about a time that has happened and i'm not quite sure what happened in this world and like how much the game is going to go into that by the end of it if it's only Mm -hmm. six hours is this going to be a completely fleshed out world that i'll actually care about even though it's long since gone and the apocalypse am i going to care about that it's like I'm not quite sure at this moment in time, but maybe I'm just a bit too premature and with my thoughts and a bit early on that. So Yeah, I think for me, um, it definitely grew on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you are pretty much alone for the first stretch of the game. You know, you're not coming across kind of any characters and stuff. And yeah. then you do start to come across a few other characters and you get a little bit of dialogue and doing okay. other things with, with characters. And that definitely helps. I yeah. think if they'd have introduced another character maybe in the first town to talk with and, and do stuff with or maybe even in the sort of the second area uh, um, it would have just transitioned you know but it does touch on the idea that actually she's been traversing this world for a little bit and she feels quite lonely and, and there's little okay. hints at some of these kinds of areas as well and I think some of the uh, um, some of the very short sort of uh, um, flavour text and writing works really well like you, you can take okay. a photo of something that's in the distance mm-hmm. and suddenly she'll tell you something about it and you're like oh okay that, cool I've, I've triggered that little bit of text actually that will yeah. then produce rather than it being a photo necessarily um or when you record something she it's a it's like a hand-drawn thing that can go in mm-hmm. the in the book yeah. Um yeah. and I think it tries to get you to care about the world in that sort of way like Yeah, that's, all, that's but, where I'm struggling where it's mm. like I like the writing but it's like it feels like a really well-crafted start of a joke with no punchline it's sure. like where's where is this going where, mm-hmm. where is where is the meat Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've got the bo- good foundations of something but where's the meat? Where's yeah, the meat? I I think it sort of focuses maybe a little bit too much on fill the book up like right. the idea is to fill the book up like that's the, yeah, the whole point yeah. you're going on the journey but it's and it, it's quite forgiving in that you only need to do a few entries on a page for it to be kind of completed yeah and uh, that's my worry where it's like i fill the page and i just want to move on 
um, mm-hmm. rather than seek out everything. Yep. And that's where that's where there's just a disconnect for me so far. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was it was interesting. Um, I, I enjoyed the ending. Uh, um, I think okay. it paid off well enough for me um, mm-hmm. as I sort of played through. As I said, you meet some characters, and I thought they were they were well thought out. Um, mm-hmm. It's a beautiful looking game. Um, I like it. The... I don't know if it's that great on Steam Deck. Um, I haven't really talked okay. with any of the settings or anything. I'll probably get it up on my main PC just to look at it in that sense. Um, but I think it slightly struggles on Steam Deck. So, mm, okay. yeah, um, I might I might download it on the main PC it, and it, give it a whirl on there. Yeah, it's not quite, again, not quite anime style. It's not mm. quite sort of Studio Ghibli-esque. But it's in that kind of wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, lots of lovely colours. The textures work really well. I think the lighting is something that's actually one of the big draws of it and how shadows are cast. And, and there's a little bit of changing of kind of weather as you're moving through the world and stuff. And that works really well. Um, Sound-wise, I know uh, Connor was chatting in the Discord. Um, he had a problem with some of the... Um, some of the voice dialogue uh, and there being some issue yes, with that, but yes. I haven't I haven't found that on PC. I think he was playing on PS5, but I haven't found that on PC um, at all. Um, I've had no issues at all with this with this game. It's a very mm-hmm. well put together product. Um, yeah, I think it is at least for me it was inviting enough to keep me pulling through, um, yeah. even if it was just to be like, cool, what's the next area that I'm going to? Okay. How does that yeah. How does that look? Cool, it's, I've got a page and it's giving me a little hint of what I might put into it. How does that actually work? And I <laughs> think I got every, or I completed every page. I might not have got every en- possible entry, but I completed every page. Um, yeah. So I sort of maxed out almost you know, what I could kind of get from it. Okay. But okay. I didn't ever, as I was saying, like there they could be that feeling that you're just filling the page for the sake of it. I don't think I ever got to that point with it because okay. it doesn't outstay its welcome. And I, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's be, the big thing. Even if this game has like nothing to say, like I'd be much more forgiving if it is like five, six hours than if it's like, you know, a 13 hour game. It's mm. just, um, yeah, just what I've experienced so far. It's like something like, um, I mean, it's obviously portraying itself. Like I think the opening's quite quite emotional. I think it's obviously mm-hmm. portraying itself as something that's meant to be moving and quite meaningful. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, something like, I don't know, Citizen Sleeper or Ken- Kentucky Route Zero. It's just like, I care more about those worlds. I, I think they're just way more intriguing right off the bat um, than what this is putting forward. But mm. I will give it some more time and you know let it flesh out its world a bit more. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll see how it goes. Um, I, I I I get it's meant to be like as you you know it's meant to be a slow burn it's meant to uncover things slowly and stuff like that i just maybe that just needs to go a bit more of a quicker pace for me so far mm. so yeah we'll yeah I, I i get that i could very much see uh um them building on this and having something you know with that kind of like bike mechanic in it but maybe mm-hmm. something a bit more open world with a, a bigger fleshed out 
kind of environment with people in yeah. to talk to and those kinds of things. Um, I didn't didn't know whether this studio had made anything before Scavengers Studio, um, and having a look, they made Darwin Project, which is a Battle Royale game. Oh yeah, um, a, a couple Weird. of years ago. Um, so it's a <laughs> bit of a pivot into um, into this. Uh, interestingly, I, I think that's so. sort of like what it feels like. Like you pick up a note, you pick up a letter, and it feels like set dressing for a battle royale game or an open you know something like that where you're mainly just shooting guns and it's like oh we're just going to put a bit of like environmental storytelling mm. but it's just a mm. letter and it's like will this conclude will i find out what this is about will i know who wrote this or where they were sort of like i don't know in the last of us we always go back to like issues letters mm. it's like that was a whole thing yeah. <laughs> it's like this just feels like something that all these little things feel very disconnected and it feels mm. like is this gonna you know am i gonna find out more is this gonna be attached to the world at whole how does this fit into the rest mm -hmm. of the narrative and stuff like that so that's my issue so far fair fair i won't talk to that point i'll allow mm -hmm. you to sort of uh okay. um, experience and come to your own conclusion mm -hmm. but i think i'm becoming more open to a level of ambiguity um, okay. I recently watched uh, all of Atlanta, and I it's the the Donald Glover um, kind of dark drama comedy uh, show. Right. Um, okay. Four seasons, I think, um, and I thought that ended very very well, yeah. uh, just with a level of ambiguity that will infuriate some people. Um, <laughs> yes. The same as the way Sopranos finished. Soprano, you know, the idea yeah. that there is just that kind of cut. Um, I really wanted to see him get, like, a bullet through the head, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, the, the final thing I will say about Season is um, not that I'm going to play it through again, even though it is a short experience, but there is a little bit of agency. So with okay. some of the character interactions that you have, there will be a few choices as to how you answer questions. And a few different choices you make in terms of actions. And it isn't, oh, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do this. It is just, you've chosen that. That's okay. it. There's no mm -hmm. extra option to explore that path of dialogue or to say, oh, I've got to either do this or I've got to do this. You do that, cool, done. That character is now gone. You're like, oh, okay. That's kind of nice that it is a bit like we're talking about the... Um, sort of the fragility of the world the kind of the temporal movement of people through this and it's mm -hmm. like here's your mm -hmm. interaction it's done like yeah well, okay that reinforces it that little bit more right. as well so yeah i say agency it is more of a binary choice as to kind of which you want to pick in terms of sort of responses and, and things but at least it isn't Oh, now we'll just explore all twelve of these different conversations that we yeah. could have, unlike other sorts of experiences. Um, so yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um, okay. Don't know if it will be something, as I say, I would go back to to see if there's much difference in those uh, in those changes in the choices, yeah. or even to experience everything because I've filled up the book. So I don't yeah. think there's anything I've missed. Uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to, to to hear your kind of like final thoughts when you've uh, um, yes. sort of got through it. Yes, I need to stop tinkering with tech and get back to it. Yeah. Oh no, tinker more. <laughs> Definitely tinker more with tech. 
I've run out of tech to tinker with. Need to buy more. <laughs> we'll have to wait for the next big uh, release. What would the next big thing yeah. be? Who knows? Some VR, which you're never going to play anyway. So actually, we'll scrap oh, that. Isn't that um, PlayStation 2 VR, whatever it yeah. is, coming out soon? Yeah. Uh, I think that's this year. I think that's in like a month, actually. Yeah, no, it's this year. I, I, I'm not sure when. Hmm. Um I think that's very, I think very soon. the last soon. thing I saw that they, they weren't hitting their sales projections or something like that. Mm. VR's in a weird space, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, VR's always going to be, uh, at least I think VR very will always niche. be that niche product. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For the freaks. It's, perverts. Well, it's like... Hey, that's why just, a deal has two, yeah. two headsets. <laughs> no, you got rid of one. Mm? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're still a freak. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I think it's one of those like mainstream market. Cool, you've paid four hundred pounds for a console. Now pay four hundred or five hundred pounds for yeah. a slightly different way to experience some slightly different games. Mm. If you just want to play Call of Duty or FIFA, which is seventy percent of the console market. Yeah. And yeah. you're not it's not gonna proliferate into that, is it? It's no. it's you know, it is us. Yeah, it, it's the kind of people that we yeah. are that buy these extra bits and want to experience lots of different things in games that, that would purchase yeah. it. It just then needs to be sold to us, I suppose. And I don't yeah. think either of us are that interested in Oh, it. I'd 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 die in one of those headsets, <laughs> I'd just crumple um, <laughs> with my motion sickness. That would be the end of me. If you want to euthanize me, just put me in a VR headset. <laughs> Won't take long. Well, I mean, Palmer Lucky did uh, um, come out and release a VR headset that did have a like a death thing. Oh yeah. I mean, what yeah. what a weird product know. to produce. I think he's just making like weapons for the army now, so we'll just leave that conversation Likely. well alone. Likely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should we finish there? For this, mm-hmm. on that joyous, joyous thought, <laughs> um, we'll come back to beers, Lucy. I imagine your beer you finished quite a while ago now. Um, yeah, probably, probably about fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice. I'd have that again. Um, just a really well-made, well-balanced beer. Um, I'm going to buy some more Burning Sky in the future. Good. Mm, I can see why they're highly rated, highly thought of. Um. Maybe it's because I conflated them with somebody else. Wasn't there? An, isn't there one with similar name or something like that? Another Sky, something Sky. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my reasoning for not buying them, but <laughs> can I'll out. Blame can out. Who knows? Yeah, I like the can art. <laughs> Got the look to it. A lot of young people enjoy it. I don't like the can art. It's young people. It's young people, themselves. yes. I think their can art is yeah. always very similar as well. It's the same sort of uh, setup of young people, slightly different tones of colour, and then just the title of whatever their, their beer is. You know, they've kept it very Maybe simple. Maybe that's why. It's like, I'm not young. I don't enjoy myself. Why yeah. would I like this? You see it and think, <laughs> I must have had that beer before. It looks very similar to beers that I have had. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Potentially. Potentially. But yeah, very good beer. Good. Um, I'd love to smash another one of those. I think I'd smash another putty. Oh, I would. I I definitely would have more I tasted. I think I'd 
maybe just want to have it like by the third though. So you get that first half of it. Um, in the can, it did fade as my mm-hmm. palate became acclimatized kind of to it. And I wonder whether a fresh pour, you know, whether it's on tap, you've had a third, it started to dwindle very slightly, whether a fresh pour would just pick that flavor back up again. Because it did kind of lose a little bit of its juiciness mm. and moved more into that kind of, as I got off the nose, that slightly maybe sour melon and that earthiness were then the main sort of pushes. Lost a little bit of its bitterness as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The viscosity, I think, again, if it had started thicker, that might have just driven it through, through the entire can. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, I... I'm kind of in two minds. I would like to have another one of these, but only if I almost reset and experience a fresh yeah. kind of element to it. Or if I'm yeah. just going to drink, you know, if, if someone else cracked a can and I had a quick sip, whether it tastes, because my palate is acclimatized to this, exactly as I've just been kind of drinking, really. Because yeah. I want that first bit more than I want this kind of yeah. finish. I think when I had it, I had two halves and then a third Mm. so but that was because I was like I have to be an adult and (laughs) function and not have a hangover fair Uh, life sucks (laughs) like why do I feel guilty about getting trashed it's like I shouldn't feel guilty that day. I should feel guilty the next day. Yeah, yes. Over. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm just like, no. I should feel guilty that day and not do it. <laughs> That's what becoming an adult is. It's age, mate. That's what, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, it's like maybe I shouldn't just be reckless. <laughs> and that nah. sucks. <laughs> be as reckless as you can for as long as possible. <laughs> I'd like to. I I know the consequences of that. The thing that changes everything is very small people. Stay away from them as long uh, as you possibly uh, can. D- absolutely. With ten foot pole. Get rid of them. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, if you, dear listener, have uh, had either of the beers that we've drank or played any of the games that we have discussed this evening, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Come and join us on the Discord. We can shoot you a link if you wish. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is... Juicy Loose 9. And we are at Tanked Upcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Not that we're there very much, to be fair, because they're both awful. But, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, can I, quick aside, mm. I downloaded TikTok to, because I wanted to okay. see this cat um, and his okay. girlfriend. Um Someone on Twitter posted. This is how bad it is. I, I I see something on Twitter and they say it's on TikTok, and that's that's how I get there. But anyway, someone was like saying, "There's no big cats at the moment. You know, famous cats like Grumpy Cat or this Garfield. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> real one. Oh, real okay, life cats, ones. right? Sure. <laughs> um, and apparently they're all on TikTok. And right. if there's anything Lucy likes, it's a cat video. Um, so I joined TikTok. <laughs> And holy Christ, is that a hellscape? I thought like Instagram and Twitter were hellscapes, but TikTok, it's like it just shows you things. You have no agency about what oh, you wow, see. Oh, wow, okay. It's just like 
you open the app and it's like video, 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 and it's like, <laughs> stop. I didn't consent to this. <laughs> and it's just like, what are these weird people? It's like, I just I just wanted to look at the cat, Sad Boy and Lola. Um, I followed that and I closed the app and I haven't been back to it since because it scared the life out of me. It's just like, it was just all these icons. The user interface is awful. It's like, I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know who it's by. And it just moves on to the next one. It's like... <sighs> No, what I I fear for the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I just just hide. I'm just going to stay away from all this stuff. Um, yeah. However, don't, if we if we ever get to the point of um, we did start developing, uh, Adol started developing a Patreon. If we mm. ever get to that, one of the goals or, or, or tiers at least should be Lucy doing beer reviews on TikTok, um, and it's just you working out how to. Do it essentially. I won't understand. No I'll be like, just... "Where's the camera? How do I film?" Just like, <laughs> yeah. I try. My, my friend wanted me to try Snapchat once, and mm. I was like, "They were like, you don't do it this way." And I was like, "I won't do it at all then." <laughs> 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 I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, no. um, yeah. So you can't get us on any of these things. Uh, where it, it's Twitter or it's it, it's the much unloved Instagram. <laughs> Um, which we haven't been on to for a very, very long time. We've all got jobs. We're all busy. We've all got stuff to do. Social media. I've got, I've got whole... tinkering to do. Exactly. Yeah. Social media is a whole job in itself. Um, it is. So come to our Discord instead yeah, and chat to us mm-hmm. there. Go to outoflives.net as well to see articles. And if you're listening to us in audio, go to our YouTube to see the beers that we have been drinking. I think that's all the places. Rate review us on your podcast service of choice because it's always incredibly helpful. And we will see you again next week. We've been tagged up. Bye-bye. Bye. Obligatory ciao. www.outoflives.net